Chapter forty eight of Explanation of Catholic Morals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Explanation of Catholic Morals by John H. Stapleton. Chapter thirty eight. Third Commandment The Law of Rest the last of the three commandments that refer directly to god prescribes a rest from toil and profane works and in commemoration of the mystical repose of the lord after the six days creation designates the sabbath or seventh day as a day that shall be set apart and made sacred to god the peculiarity of the commandment is that it interferes with the occupations of man intrudes upon his individual affairs and claims a worship of works the others do not go thus far and are satisfied with a worship of the heart and tongue of affections and language leaving aside for the moment the special designation of a day devoted to this worship the law of rest itself deserves attention whether the saturday or sunday be observed whether the rest be long or brief a day or an hour depends entirely on the positive will of god more than this must be said of the command of rest that law grows out of our relations with god is founded in nature is according to the natural order of things this repose means abstention from bodily activity the law does not go so far as to prescribe stagnation and sloth but it is satisfied with such abstention as is compatible with the reasonable needs of man of its nature it constitutes an exterior public act of religion the question is does the nature of our relations with god demand this sort of worship evidently yes else god who created the whole man would not receive a perfect worship if god made man man belongs to him if from that possession flows a natural obligation to worship with heart and tongue why not also of the body god has a maker's right over us and without some acknowledgment on the part of the body of his right there would be no evidence that such a right existed there is no doubt but that the law of our being requires of us an interior worship now if that spirit of homage within us is sincere it will naturally seek to exteriorize itself if it is to be preserved it must out we are not here speaking of certain peculiarly ordered individuals but of the bulk of common humanity experience teaches that what does not come out either never existed or is not assured of a prolonged existence just as the mind must go out of itself for a substance of its thoughts so must the heart go out to get relief from the pressure of its feelings god commanded this external worship because it alone can preserve internal affections again there are many things which the ordinary man ignores concerning god which it is necessary for him to know and which do not come by intuition in other words he must be taught a host of truths 
that he is incapable of finding out by himself education and instruction in religious matters are outside the sphere of his usual occupations where will he ever get this necessary information if he is not taught and how can he be taught if he does not lay aside occupations that are incompatible with the acquisition of intellectual truths he is therefore forced by the law of his being and the obligation he owes his maker to rest from his everyday labors once in a while in order to learn his full duty if for nothing else pagans who never knew the law of moses serve neither saturday nor sunday nor did they give an entire day at fixed intervals to the exterior worship of the deity as we do but a case will not be made where they did not on certain occasions rest from work in order to offer the homage of their fidelity to their gods and to listen to instruction and exhortation from their holy men these pagans follow the natural law written in their souls and it is there they discover the obligation they are under to honor god by rest from labor and to make holy unto him a certain space of time end of chapter forty eight recording by john brandon